Well, it's Good Friday 2021 as I record this, and I want to go in the direction naturally of thinking about the cross and then casting our eyes forward toward the glory of the resurrection. And I was looking back through these thoughts that I've been recording over the fall, winter, and now into the spring of 2020 and 2021. And I realized that almost exactly two months ago, I shared a thought from C.S. Lewis's book, Surprised by Joy, about this idea of translation and actually coming into the fullness of really knowing firsthand Jesus. Um, Well, this past Tuesday, I was at my men's group, and my dear friend, Dr. Ed Peremba, happened to mention that he was reading Surprised by Joy. And so Surprised by Joy was back in front of my mind again. And I don't know why, but yesterday I vaguely recollected that Surprised by Joy, that title of C.S. Lewis's book, I I was fairly certain it came from a poem, and I found it. it. It's from a poem by William Wordsworth, the great English poet. And that poem that starts with the words, surprised by joy, is actually a a terribly mournful poem. It's about, people believe, the loss of his daughter and the idea of him having a moment of joy and yet then descending back into the sorrow he felt knowing that she was gone. And that's why I want to share from that today, because on a Friday, 2000-ish years ago, the closest, the best, the most loving friends of Jesus suddenly had him ripped from their midst. That smile that was his, that scent of his presence, the the way that his words rang in their ears, all of that was torn from them so chaotically, so catastrophically. The night before they had just been having dinner, the last supper, and the next thing they know, he's already gone. So I want to share with you William Wordsworth's Surprised by Joy. And again, this is from a place of mourning. This is from a a Good Friday sort of posture. So listen to the sort of almost heart-rending qualities of his words. And again, this was about the loss of his own daughter. Surprised by joy, impatient as the wind, I turned to share the transport Oh, with with whom but thee, long buried in the silent tomb, that spot which no vicissitude can find? Love, faithful love, recalled thee to my mind. But how could I forget thee? Through what power, even for the least division of an hour, have I been so beguiled as to be blind to my most grievous loss? That thought's return was the worst pang that sorrow ever bore, save one, one only, when I stood forlorn, knowing my heart's best treasure was no more, that neither present time nor years unborn could to my sight that heavenly face restore. It's a fascinating poem when you remember that it began with the word surprised by joy. But as I said, I think it's a perfect poem to actually move into the space of the Good Friday, of only John, of the male followers of Jesus, and those Marys standing there to the edge of Golgotha, overcome. They would have turned to Jesus to share in everything 
And yet, before that night was out, he himself would be in the silent tomb. It was his love that was constantly with them. How could they ever forget it? But now they will not, they think, ever be blind to this most grievous loss. It's the worst pang that sorrow ever bore them. It's knowing that their heart's best treasure they thought was no more. That that present time nor the years to come could ever restore that face to their sight. And some of you have heard me talk about this before, but I really believe waking up, if they actually slept on that Friday night, waking to that Saturday was the most grievous. Because to wake up after that sort of loss and to find it to be true is the most heartbreaking thing. I remember when I lost my father. When you wake up the next day and it's actually real, that's a double heartbreak. But friends... To think of Mary Magdalene going to the tomb, of seeing that stone rolled away, of rushing back and then John and Peter run out there and there's nothing to be seen. And yet we're told in John's gospel that he saw it and and believed. To think of Mary Magdalene then turning back through that cool morning time and, and, and she walks the garden path out of the tomb area and there's that man maybe silhouetted by the sun and he then speaks her name. I mean, just imagine the, the, the shockwave that ran through her, the chills that ran up her spine as she clasped him around the legs. Imagine that evening as suddenly he showed himself to those disciples huddled around the two who had been on the Emmaus road and he said, peace be with you. And they touched him. They felt that breath on their face. They smelled his aroma. They heard that sound of his voice. So I couldn't go at somebody like my my beloved William Wordsworth without taking a stab in my own direction. Because friends, if his surprise by joy was the kind of the, the tenor of that Good Friday, I want to give you my surprised by joy. This would be Easter evening. This would be the reality that you and I wake up to every day and that we must never fail to grab again. So here it is, another Eugene stab, a little plagiaristic, sure. But here's Easter evening's version. Surprised by joy, inspirited by the word. We turn again toward the living one. Oh, to him, to thee so briefly swaddled in the burial scrim until your mortal ear heard heaven's resurrection word. Love, faithful love, recalls me to your heart. You will never ever forget me. In your love, never for the least division of any part, have you been e'er distracted by your work above to loose your eye from mine. That knowledge is knowing is the greatest joy my heart forever wears. My Lord, my God, forever and ever sowing and knowing my heart's treasure, I may always bear that in both present time and those years unrolling, can my reborn sight to your heavenly face repair. 
friends, the living word, the son of God came to surprise us first by his incarnation, then by his coming back again from death. Our joy is unquenchable. We can always turn toward the one who will always be alive. I mean, he was only so barely gone from us. And then his ear, his human ear, God in the flesh's actual ear, heard the command of the Father and the Holy Spirit, arise. So we can never be out of his sight. He will never forget us. There is no fraction of a moment in all of heaven's activities where he takes his eye from ours, if we'll only lift ours to his. Friends, the knowledge that he is alive is the greatest joy that our heart can ever hold. The fact that he is forever pouring into our lives the greatest treasure that is himself. So that today, this Good Friday 2021, this present time, and in every single day, every year that will unroll before us until we go home, our reborn eyes, our reborn spirit, our new creation selves can always cast their eyes toward the face of Jesus. Ah. If we don't thrill to it, then no one else will ever thrill to it. It's for us to be surprised by joy yet again today so that when we walk around this world, whether it's Good Friday or it's six months from now, people will be surprised by our joy and turn to the one who is the bearer and the bringer of it. Let's go do it today, friends. Let's wear the Easter look, that glowing countenance that comes from knowing the one who cannot be kept dead. Thanks for listening.